0: Howdy, y'all. It's your internet best friend Danny. This is Market Explainer America's number one business news podcast. As always, I'm joined by my
1: co-host. <laughs> the pig man. That, that didn't taste well coming out of your mouth. Just didn't taste. Go ahead. Wash it down with some Red Bull. Great, great. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh-huh. I have a
1: headache, so
0: I use Red Bull to cure my headaches. Hey, listen, today we're gonna tell you about. Uh, Facebook's new brand name Meta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about WeWork went public finally. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh. Someone else is going public. Uh, Freaking FaZe Clan, the gaming team.
1: Yeah, Danny definitely picked and, that story. Go ahead.
0: Uh, well, you also sent it to me, but <laughs> you sent it to me after it was in our in our show. Uh-huh. Uh, and a new study talks about the best age to start a business, and guess what? It's not when you're 19. <laughs> Imagine that. But Bef- Before we jump into these stories, I want to tell you to join our Patreon. Today, mm-hmm. we are on episode number 47 and starting with 50. You will not be able to see the episodes on this channel. They will be available mm-hmm. exclusively or free on <laughs> Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash market explainer. I also want you to visit our website, marketexplainer.com. You can find out about all of our sponsors there, of which there are many, many of which I own. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he wishes. Uh, But uh, just to build on that, our full-length episode will not be available on this platform. The clips, however, will be available on this platform. Look, we're not new to this. There's a a, a bunch of other channels that have done this, right? Uh, Including some very big channels. Your clips are going to be available on YouTube. The long form will be available on our Patreon page. And we'll just kind of, you know what I mean, go it from there. But we appreciate all of you for listening as often as you do we appreciate all of you that are out there and that's the way it'll roll yes and
0: uh we have of course our um audio will still come out the way it comes out yeah we also have market explainer to go which was the big man's idea and i I gotta give him credit because most of the time he comes up with an idea and i just put my phone in the toilet because that's right but This was a good idea and it was to me it was like hey <clears throat> um, we, we put out the clips on a, on, the, on its own stream of audio. So if you have Google Podcasts, Apple podcasts, whatever um, whatever, um, <clears throat> it, you know or anchor, which is where it's native to, uh, you can get all the clips there and it's just like it's bite-sized information. That channel is actually growing. It's very interesting to me that that's happening. And I liken it to, you know, I don't have Sirius XM, but when I rent a car, I always turn it to the comedy channel. It's always like, oh, here's one bit from a comedian I like, yeah, and then two bits from a comedian I don't care for, and then one bit from a comedian that I like. And that's kind of how this podcast is. You get some information from me, and then the big man talks until
1: you think of jumping off a bridge, and then I come back in and save the day. Well, I bring you bring the market, I bring the explainer, right? Like, so... <laughs> fair enough. That's I fair actually, enough. I actually, you know... But anyway, go ahead. What are we talking about today? We've already told them, but what's our first one? I forget. Yeah. Uh,
0: This is so good. Uh, We actually said this about one or two episodes ago, we had talked about how at some point in the future, Facebook is going to have to change the name of its holding company, Yes, which... Facebook's primary app is Facebook. Right. And Facebook's uh umbrella corporation was called Facebook. And mm-hmm. Google did this 6 years ago when they created um it, uh, Alphabet. Alphabet.
1: Yeah, Alphabet.
0: Yeah. And um you know, so uh Facebook ended up the next week announcing we're, we're, this is imminent, the change is imminent. I added it to our show. They said, uh, we can't record this till they actually say the name. And they said, we haven't decided on a name. And there was rumors that it was going to be called Metaverse or something along those lines. And I said, I gotta wait till this thing comes out because I want to mock it on my podcast. Because what's the point of having a podcast? So Facebook has rebranded the name of their holdings company to Meta.
1: Okay, so all right. Three okay. Here's the deal, though. Okay, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg came out with his announcement. Hold on. Can I just say
0: something about this? If I have one irritation in my life, it's when billionaires try to act like they're not billionaires. Hey, bud, (laughs) get a $300 haircut. What is this all... I, it's this. Right, Caesar leave the man
1: alone. He can look however he wants. All right. For those of you that saw Al Davis the third or whatever, the owner of the Raiders and how he looked after the owner's meeting, you can look however you want to look if you're a billionaire. Okay. You, you can look however you want to look, but please stop looking like you cut your own hair and please stop cutting your own hair. <laughs> no, it's one of those vacuum things, I'm sure. You know Listen, what I mean? The vacuum haircut. You are trying to convince the, the globe
0: that you are not a robot or a lizard person. Please do a better job. Well,
1: he's definitely not a lizard person. He may be a robot. But here's the deal. He came out and said, he came out and said, our new name is Meta. And then in the same argument, the same conversation, he called it, as far as the umbrella company, the Meta Universe, right? Now, I'm assuming, okay, he thought, okay, Meta, And then Meta Universe being all our subsidiaries, which include Facebook and yada yada, right? Right. But then the actual what was registered with the stock exchange, which is still the ticker is still FB, right? Facebook, FB. But as far as the stock itself is concerned, it's called Meta Platform Incorporated. Which he didn't say meta platform. I don't remember the word platform being in his speech, being in any of the work out there, right, that I've read up on it. They're all using meta or meta universe. I don't see anybody actually using meta platforms, Inc., which is actually what was registered. Does that make sense? Right. And I only say that because. Uh, You know, again, when we're talking about how things are splitting hairs and branding and all that kind of stuff, I have no doubt that they're going to use Meta, and I have no doubt they're Mm going to use Metaverse and Meta Universe. Now, you know, the funniest thing, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the story, um, I actually sent Danny a text after he sent me the link to the article where Zuckerberg had announced what the name was going to be, and a couple, a little bit later, I uh, sent him a text back, and I said, "Um, there's a reason that metaverse, meta-universe, sounded so familiar to me, oh, that's the universe that Real Player One, the sci-fi movie that everybody loved from a couple of years ago, Um, that's the universe that that lives in, in that the world is so god-awful and horrible that we all live in virtual reality that we can be whoever we want to be, anonymously, be marketed to, constantly the bad guy in that movie ready player one is the big corporation that just wants to market to you constantly in this virtual right. world environment that we all live in every day all day because the world that we actually live in is gross
0: right and it's in it, it's in many ways it's a reverse matrix correct right like right. we voluntarily got plugged in interesting side note um after this name change uh, a company called Meta Materials, <clears throat> which is a public company, their stock shot up because their ticker symbol, I think, is Meta.
1: Well, look, all of this, and Zuckerberg said this in his speech. What I just was talking about, at Real Player One or whatever, this is actually as sci fi and crazy as that sounds. Not obviously he doesn't want the world to crumble, but in the way that we live our lives we virtually, and we, we don't know that. Well, I, you're right, we don't. Again, I don't believe in Danny's, we're all going to die soon, but here's the deal. I don't think that either. Facebook, as far as Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg is concerned, believes, as in the 90s when the sci-fi, this actually was created, the metaverse was created in the early 90s in science fiction, is they believe this is the byproduct of the internet. This is the next evolution of the internet that we will all live virtually, at least part of the time, Through a system like that to maintain anonymity and to do things that we can't do in the real world.
0: You know, you're not wrong. Um, I, I, I obviously that's what he's betting on. There was another article that came out recently. I think was from The Verge that said Facebook has a lost generation. It's it's just unable to capture a certain generation of young people to use both Instagram and Reels as their only product that is now speaking to that generation, the TikTok kids.
1: I um, don't even know that but, Reels does. I mean, my young kids that don't have access to TikTok like to, right? Because it's re- it is TikTok-like. So they yeah, like to get yeah, on yeah. Reels because they have access to it, right? Or whatever. Um, yeah. I think they sat down and figured out because look, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out there about why Facebook is changing its name all the way up to yeah. Facebook has gotten too hot for Mark Zuckerberg and he wants to separate the, the parent company from all of these inquiries from the you know the, the whistleblowers and, and all yeah, these kind of things.
0: The whistle <clears throat> planted whistleblowers a fake. Completely Again, fake. Well,
1: I Danny can think that all he wants. Whether they're real or not, they didn't break any laws. And if they didn't break yeah, any okay. laws, that means nothing's gonna happen right oh, nobody your hold grandmother on. and your Karen mom are not going to stop using facebook because mark zuckerberg wanted money instead of making them happy
0: i, I mean what are they, what are they going to do use truth social or getter lies (laughs) they're they're
1: not gonna do it right so so this whistleblower is not telling us we didn't uh, know anything we already know and quite frankly whether most people are willing to admit to it or not what they wanted in the first place which is their echo chamber their tunnel they wanted to be surrounded by like-minded advertising hold on listen
0: when it comes to the 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 facebook whistleblower which we didn't talk about because i I didn't think it was that interesting um uh, first of all Obviously, I think this is completely a flagrant plant. Like that is obvious to me.
1: Uh, you think it was a also, plant by Facebook to have a whistleblower and two weeks later rebrand itself so that it would well, bring automatic attention to the rebranding? Not just that,
0: um, because they because Zuckerberg wants to talk about this new direction he wants to go, and he's already laid the groundwork with a digital currency and all this other stuff. What I think we're going to see happen in the next 12 to 24 months, the next year to year, two years, is Zuckerberg will name a CEO of Facebook. He will remain on whatever...
1: Meta, the board of Meta.
0: Yeah. And He's going to remain the CEO of Meta, and someone is going to be running Facebook, and he's going to go work on building out this virtual universe, which, hey, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you have kids they play roblox they play minecraft Mm -hmm. you're older you're into you know whatever video game you're into that's a universe if you go if there are people who have only have friends i for the longest time had internet libertarian libertarian internet friends that i had never met in person that we just knew each other from facebook and we had real relationships from facebook
1: and that's you know, the, Look, this has been going on for 20-something years. We used to have LAN parties, right? Where you would meet people in chat rooms, talk to them about Dungeons & Dragons or World of Warcraft or whatever it may be, and then you meet up for LAN parties before the internet could handle all of this stuff. LAN parties for people like Danny, it's essentially where you took your computer physically to a location like an auditorium or someone's garage and physically linked two computers together so that you could play together right this yeah. is before the inner so look this has existed forever this is- people go ahead
0: let me tell you something huh? sometimes you just say something and it reminds me how much of a flipping nerd you are
1: <laughs> and that
0: was one land of those party things. is it
1: land party was definitely hey yeah hey people out there know what i'm talking about look you say 12 to 24 months i think yeah. that might be a great idea for when he you know gives the reins of Facebook over, right? So he no longer gets called to Congress to to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Uh, Because really, in this press conference, he already said, we already created what's called Facebook Reality Labs. It's already its own entity under the now meta umbrella. And he set the expectation that over the fourth quarter alone, 10 billion dollars. He's investing in Facebook reality. And I
0: ran into someone in RL, IRL, in real life, that is a Facebook gaming (laughs) partner and makes sixty five thousand dollars a year playing vintage video games. Which, you know, um, you know, last year Microsoft shut down their um Twitch competitor. And Correct. they they migrated a lot of their people over to... I don't know what the formal deal was. But the reason I bring that up is I believe that they did that, or they approached that, or they wanted it to have gamers stream on their platform as an entree into the metaverse. Because video games are the original y- digital universe that we escape into. But hey, let's not forget, Sims...
1: Oh, and people still play that, right? And people look. Amazon Wild. now has for a while, and I'm sure he transitioned over to the Amazon Gaming Group, which is part of Amazon Prime. You have access yeah. to a bunch of games that you can play, including in your Prime account. They change up free games every week. You can download them, much like uh, World of Warcraft has one that does like uh, a platform that does that. Um right. Epic's has one of those that you can download. You know, different games on and stuff like that. It's just a way to get people to use. Amazon Prime for yet something else, right? Right, And expand the gaming platform. Look, I I I, I don't think that the name change has anything to do with any of these things that people are saying. I think it was, they should have done it a long time ago, but he was waiting until they had some meat, meat and potatoes. I think the next six to 12 months, you're going to see products roll out that he's been waiting years on right? For technology to catch up, for products right. to catch up, for things to lower in cost and yada, yada, for him to come out and announce this because then on the heels, you can start rolling these down th- things out. And when you roll out products, especially over the course of six months, 12 months, 18 months, it creates motion, right? It looks right. like you're working this new angle and it's Momentum. an angle he's been working forever, right?
0: Correct. And I, I listen... I think he is an he is the a big massive nerd and he thinks that the world is so scary outside. There are currently people afraid of air that they're gonna want to crawl into the internet and live there.
1: And here's the thing:
0: I don't think he's wrong.
1: No, I think that's been true for decades now.
0: I mean I it- personally <laughs> do not want to crawl into the internet and live there, but I You know, there's that Bill Burr thing where, uh, you know, he's on Conan O'Brien. And he says, why would you send your DNA to the Internet? And (laughs) it's so true. Like, why would you crawl into the Internet and go live there? Um, Casey Neistat, the famous YouTuber, had a great tweet about this. He's like, can we just have an opposite thing where it's like the literal verse or the meat verse where people are like giving high fives and having sex or something like that? Literally, that's what he tweeted. Um, Uh And listen, I think this is generational because I think Gen Z, because I grew up, I grew up without internet. Right. right. You grew up on the tail
1: end of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I grew up with dial up and my old man was so cheap that when you could get high speed internet, but my mother got some deal from her work where it was $8 a month for dial up. Right. We had dial-up well past the point where it made any sense. And we had a single phone line in my parents' house. And it was like one of those things where, are you doing homework? Otherwise, you get off the internet.
1: If you don't know and what dial-up is, just to clarify, this is when you actually had to use the phone line, the landline, in okay, your so you home used to, have this to access thing the internet. <laughs> in your home called a phone. So this thing <laughs> used to be plugged
0: into the wall permanently.
1: <laughs> right. Right. That you couldn't take with you when you were driving or any of that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. and all
0: you could ever do with it was make phone calls. So, this thing does this thing where you can put it up to your phone,
1: your ear, (laughs) your ear, and and hear other people talk in real time. Yes. But that's it. You can't see their face. Right. Yeah. No. So, but yeah, look, I I think it's all timing. I think he's going to, he's got a whole slew of products that they're about to roll out. Um, I mean, Oculus. Obviously, is, is their current brand of this, right? The downside to Oculus is it doesn't currently give you the ability to interact with other people around the World Wide Web. You're playing a computer, right? That kind of stuff. But it's just a step right. in that direction right? It's only a step right. before you go from playing boxing in an Oculus against a computer to playing boxing against a person in Germany or a person in Australia right. or whatever. They just haven't figured out how to get that much information and back hey, and forth yet.
0: Here's the crazy thing. You can go to this, this place right now. It's called a boxing gym. And in the meatverse, not the metaverse, in the meatverse, which Meatverse is now the name of my holdings corporation. That, that's
1: your holdings corporation. Got it.
0: Yeah, meat Meatverse. You can go in the Meatverse... And fight a guys.
1: Yeah, you could go and meet, but you could also get you know leveled by that that guy. Like yeah. uh, one of my kids found out this past week in football, you can get leveled by that guy that weighs yes. fifty pounds more than you. Um, you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I I think it's all timing. I don't think it has anything to do with any of the conspiracy theories out there. As fun as they are. Um, again, I don't think that they're a plant, like Danny likes to say. But I do think that uh, uh, nothing that has been at least nationally portrayed is illegal on Facebook. And if it's not Correct. illegal, that means nothing's going to happen, you know about right. it. Um, the fact that Facebook is a corporation that is in it to make money is not news to anyone. No. Uh, the fact that they are willing to sell anybody willing to pay them an advertisement, and and direct it toward people that may think the way that ad wants to think or that product's right. buyer. Again, this is, none of this is new information.
0: Yeah. I don't know why anybody's surprised by anything. The whistleblower, you know, just to kind of wrap up this story, that whole thing was stupid to me. Right. Cause it, ultimately the, 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 the long-term ramification is what Zuckerberg wants desires to maintain his seat of authority as the the company when it comes to social media and nothing would help him do that more than the uh government where he's headquartered regulating competitors
1: yeah i i think that's i think that is already slipped i I mean he had His four or five years of that, I think it's already slipped with with Google and with Amazon and with, you know what I mean? Elon Musk hasn't gotten into this area yet, but he might as well have with as much as his cars and his products are linked, you know what I mean, to certain other products and stuff like that. So I I, I think he's lost that ability, but he definitely wants to be a competitor as they move forward in that industry. Um, You think so? Well, I think I look, as far as I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I do believe in the Wally thinking, the Wally method, right? The Wally, yeah. the B and G is on everything, right? When Wally is is going around cleaning up the planet, you notice that B and G is on everything. It's on the Walmart, it's on the drugstore, it's on the cups, it's on every everything. Essentially the entire world became this one corporation that that provided right. everything, right? And and I think that not that I want that to happen, but I think it's a possibility of that happening. When you get these big companies that are just so big, who do you eat up after you've eat up, eaten up all the little guys, right?
0: Well, I, and here's the thing, is you don't. You get slain like Goliath got slain, and how do you do that? A little guy who's really handy with the steel, if you know what I mean, like who's handy yeah. with a rock, and the, the reality of that is, in a market where you can just go out and compete without any um without any barriers to entry, the social media is one where you can just hop in.
1: For now. Well, you know? hop in as far as you independently, but I think as we talked about last week, when you have stuff like True Social that got hacked before it ever was live and whatever. Right. I right, think right. people underestimate the fact that what it, what it, takes. it takes to be successful from a securing yourself standpoint in an online world, right? Any coder out there worth their salt can create a Twitter-like, right apps yes. from scratch of course it doesn't mean yeah. that it can work and then you can get people on board I think apps on um, uh, for like Netflix competitor apps and stuff it's why you see them pop up and close look you and I we can have a market explainer app on on uh um, Roku. Roku tomorrow right right it's just setting it up there's a hundred people that would charge us and they'd have it done like that and we would right. have it a, doesn't mean anybody would download it Right, right. That I think that's the more difficult part of the process than you know. Well, people think. I, I see bifurcation
0: coming very quickly because I personally, I have a personal YouTube, a uh, personal Instagram. I have Instagrams for all of my different hobbies, interests, and businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, the so far I have one Instagram for just watches. It's Alamo underscore Watch. Um, you know, and I'm just saying that's where I think. The long-term is coming for for traditional social media. But hey, I'm a guy who uses alternative social media apps like Minds, M-I-N-D-S. <clears throat> the app is amazing. For one reason or another, just isn't catching on. And you have all of these competitors coming from a certain group of a sociopolitical group of people. And they're like, "Why well, isn't there a better app? But there's like five better apps that they don't want to use. Because those apps aren't catered to their very
1: specific thing. Right. They, they don't want, we talked about it last week, they yeah. don't want an alternative. They truly don't. Yeah. They want to keep right. what they have. And I think ultimately Facebook is going to give that to them because I think eventually you're going to see you have, much like Apple, where you, there are people that still have their original Apple ID for when they had a, what do you call it, an Apple iPod. iPod. Yeah. Right from years ago, because they linked their Apple ID and they've just kept it forever because Apple makes it very difficult for you to get a new one, right? So, right. uh, and that being the case, I think you're going to see this. One of the benefits of going with this upper umbrella meta is right. you're going to get a meta tag or a meta whatever, and that's going to work across handle- all of their platforms. And they want you right. to do that because it, like you, people that have 10 different profiles and usernames or whatever, they don't want that. They want you to have one that's all tracked under the same thing, right? Facebook already does this in pages that you can create and so on, right? right? And the more pages you have, the more groups you're a part of, the more whatever, it just consolidates that in and creating an umbrella corporation just makes that easier because they don't have to combine Instagram and Facebook. They don't have to combine them. It just all runs up the ladder.
0: Right. And the other thing, um, and the other thing I'll say is, um, they've been working on consolidating WhatsApp and messenger and all this other stuff and Instagram chat. I think that's, maybe that's a bad idea because I think they can all exist across different. I know, think this makes know.
1: that easier to not want to do that as far as the facebook right. coming, i think that was the original idea hey let's buy up these smaller things we'll combine them into one and we'll have everybody use one platform and i think this makes that easier why i mean except right. for a support which you can cross train right. support right you can have one guy answer the yeah. phone whether it's facebook or whether it's whatever you know what i mean so uh i other than supporting the product why not leave it as is and if you feel comfortable using this one versus that one and if they own five messaging and they're making money from all five who cares yeah
0: that makes it makes more sense actually yep well hey i want to move on to this next story uh but before i do that i want to tell you about our sponsor for this segment acre gold meet the new store of value it's the same as the original store of value it is god's money it's gold people (laughs) acre gold sets you up So, as a seasoned investor or the first time gold buyer, you can buy two and a half grams of gold at a steady pace. 50 bucks, you can pick your tier, 50 bucks every month, something like that. You subscribe. And when the time comes and you've accrued enough in your account, they'll actually send you two and a half grams of gold. It's a perfect size for the first time gold buyer or the seasoned investor. You can hit the link down in the description down below and you can go to Acre Gold and get started today.
1: Very nice. Very nice. What is our next story? I forgot.
0: Our next story is wouldn't you believe it? Can you <laughs> what the frick?
1: We were story made me so angry. It made me so angry when Danny sent Let it me to tell me you. and I started I was like, there's no way this is true. Okay. And it made Let me, tell me you. so frustrated.
0: You know that that scene in Office Space where they where they kill that
1: printer? Yes. That's how this made me feel. What, well, right? And that's my point. Okay, so go ahead, tell them what we're talking about.
0: WeWork has gone public via a SPAC, <laughs> making Adam Newman, the former CEO of this company, <laughs> which all it does is it takes long-term liabilities, and they uh, they take those long-term liabilities and they swallow them, and they shoot out short-term returns. By buying up office space. This was a huge scandal in 2019 and 2020. If you go all the way back, I think we discussed this with our uh, first guest, uh, Matt Cox. Uh-huh. This was a hilarious, uh, effectively a hilarious scandal. Uh huh. No,
1: it wasn't this a company. scandal. It was a scam. It was a scam. They had they were trying to go public in two thousand yes, this is the same we work, folks. This is not yes. a, a different company that rebranded no. itself as we that took it over. No, no. This is the same company minus the guy that got kicked out, right? Newman, right? right? But he's minus still that guy. he's still gonna go he ahead. still owns a big piece of it. Of course, he owns no, we'll nothing. get to that in a second. Hold on, hold on, okay. give give me a second, because we'll get to that that pisses me off in a second. But this is the same company that tried to go public 2 years ago with a 47 mm. billion dollar evaluation in the same year that it lost 2 billion dollars.
0: So in lo- what's 2 billion dollars to a guy like Masayoshi San the the main investor backing this company. Okay, so let, let me
1: get let, let me paint this picture
0: for you. But a by the company, way, they, they, they in twenty nineteen they did try to go public. They put I think it's called the K one or whatever that sheet is that they come out with and say it,
1: they tried to go IPO. Right. They tried to go IPO. Okay. They, they tried to go IPO at an evaluation f- of forty seven billion dollars. And After today they've they taken a hundred and ten billion dollars from yeah. the Asian company Softbank. you were talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah. Soft. All right. After they had lost $2 billion during $2 that billion year. Dollars between okay, which means um, they weren't going anywhere. Right. And
0: so here's the other thing. Uh, here's a very interesting side note as to, th- to this story, very pertinent. They went public at a $9 billion value. Which is just a ent C being to to squeech below what you would expect.
1: But look, they knew it was going to be like all indications according to what i read and they did this very quietly because of yes. people like Danny and i talking about this they didn't want this to go on for a week before they hit the market right, right. um that's why, that's why they went SPAC, right it was a it was a quiet deal that they made changed the stock ticker bam monday Right, and and the ticker is now WE, WE, Right, it's the stock ticker. So you know nobody knew about it until it had already happened because they didn't want to give people time to trash it and talk about it and yada yada. But right. what Danny said earlier that I said, give me a second and we'll get back to it is this. And look, we're going to have to add an adult content onto this particular video because this guy's douchebag. This douchebag that led to the original failure going IPO in 2019 by the name of Newman, this douchebag yeah. at that point was ran out of his own company. And part yes. of that deal of getting ran out of the company, they it cost him 2 point, uh, hold on. Uh, they gave him, I'm sorry, I don't even see it on my notes here. $1.7 was they what gave they him gave him. They gave him $1.7 billion to get the hell out of a company he was unethically running, took right. his voting rights away, but did not take his stock away. Yeah. So as Danny they, said, they've made a guy that they ran out of the company a billionaire by taking the same company, SPAC. And along the way,
0: he started selling off his his other shares and stuff like that. Um, Here's where this company went wrong, at least in my view, is this is a traditional real estate business. This is nothing new. And if there's one thing, I well traditional no, it's a
1: scammy traditional. It's it's a subletting is what it is. But so that's so that's where I think their mistake is, right?
0: Because the real asset in this world is holding something of value that's, that um, is intrinsic and real estate or land for that matter, a building is intrinsic value. So their biggest mistake was they weren't buying that. And part of the scammy thing that big man is talking about is that Adam Newman was secretly buying up buildings by using friend money from friends. And he would do this Really unethical thing where he would pay himself this huge bonus, I think, from WeWork. And then he would take that money, he would buy the building, and in turn, then lease it back to WeWork. He went and trademarked the word we (laughs) in his own name. Yes, he did. And then he licensed it back to his own company.
1: So these are all ways found. License it back for a $6 million license. Not a... Hey, just give me this over here. I want to keep ownership of it. Lease it for six million... This is why the guy's a douchebag. This is why, to me, New Work should have failed and been replaced in true capitalist form, because this guy was doing this the entire time. The only reason he... You realize he is currently under investigation, because when they went into trying to go IPO in 2019, they're trying to prove that he knew that he was lying to potential shareholders because he was fleecing the company in this way and the only right. way he got caught was they were running out of money after right. the 2 billion dollar loss they were running on fumes in their bank accounts they were trying and, to go IPO before the money ran out
0: right and the the crazy thing is you know if you watch there's a documentary on Hulu about it and um they they basically say that like Adam Newman was just kind of a pretty wild guy to begin with but a little more mild-mannered and masayoshi son who is a huge investor in ali um alibaba the you know um chinese amazon if you will right yeah
1: yeah, yeah. which but more on the wholesale side than the amazon side but yes
0: but the point is well they have they have verticals across the the gamut now but he was such an early investor and he's a Japanese man investing in a Chinese company. There's cultural things there that go make Japanese and Chinese people go, Ew. um, that's just, they don't like the, you know, there's culture clash there. But he saw Jack Ma and basically said, you need to be a little crazier. And there's this theory out there in entrepreneurship and business, the world of startups, that it's only the crazy ones that succeed. And, you know, you have to be like, um steve apple or you know you have to be like steve jobs you have to be a dick to people in order to
1: succeed and i don't think that's true at all um i think a lot of the perception of that comes from what we see in billionaires or soon to be trillionaires now i think they became that i don't think that they were that. that I don't think no. they were well. He's he's loony. Okay, he tried to name his kid a bunch of letters. All right, so he, I I think I think absolute that power corrupts absolutely. Letters. All right. Well, okay. And so so I th- I don't think that all of these people like you see in Amazon case Jeff Bezos, right? Everybody knows that yeah. fa- a photograph of him sitting at a desk with Amazon written across back when he was selling books yeah. or whatever. That looked like yeah. a normal guy. The HGH. Right. You know what I mean? Bald-headed looks like a super Luther villain, yeah. guy, right? right, villain, does not look like a normal person, right? No. Um, you don't get 30 years older and reverse-engineer a body like that without something going, right, crazy. Yeah, okay, but when I have billions of dollars, I will
0: do the same thing. Okay, but what sure. I'm trying to get at is Masayoshi-san carries that belief, and he basically like was supposed to go meet with him and he was taken, kind of breathtaken, you know, by Adam Newman and said, Hey, I think they were asking for, you know, a half a million dollars or something. He said, Well, mm-hmm. what if I just give you 10 million? Can you go crazier? Can you expand faster? And so, for let's just presume, I don't know that Mr. Newman has kind of sociopathic tendencies. That were just latent, that were underneath the surface. Sure. And he was working every day to beat those back. And then one day, somebody goes fishing and says, um, "Can you bring these to the surface for a lot of money?" And he admits and that
1: in this article, he does. Yeah. He says, "I was taken advantage of." And this this guy, SoftBank, owns eighty percent of this company. Nobody's no. made yeah. their money back on this company. If you're thinking about no. investing in WeWork, know that there have been. At least $110 billion, but it's probably closer to $200 billion, invested to keep this company afloat, right? Yeah. And it just went, SPAC, at an evaluation of $9 billion, which I'm not a mathematician, but I'm pretty sure that's still $190 billion short. Sort of where they started. And I don't know about your investments, but my return on an investment, I I don't know the math on that, but it's a long time before, right?
0: Yeah, it's... I think maybe in your great 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 grandchildren's lifetime, you might be able to get some of the money back. That's just to break even. But what I'm trying to get at here is the big mistake they made was Adam Newman realized at some point that the that the real value was going to be in old, owning these buildings,
1: and the fact that they don't own these buildings is is the crime. Well, he figured out that the real value wasn't not doing what his company was doing, was yeah, well, using the company that he was doing. Right, built it for money. So, so again, investment. Right, this is now a publicly traded company, and when you start talking about investments and how companies make money, again, I don't know. As an investor, as an outside person looking at this as a stock investment, how right. this company still continues to make money in a, in, in the long run? It can make no. money in a short run, right? If everybody's looking for office space and everyone's looking for, you could make some short term money. But in the long run, you don't. You own nothing. You are yeah, subletting so, other people's assets.
0: Yeah. So here's the other thing. I think 2020 taught us that people don't want to work in their office if they have the option not to. Right. And the, the kind of startup culture, I think, you know, there's a guy that we can all watch on YouTube, Doug Demiro. in the middle of the pandemic, he started a business. Um, and he said, you know, I've thought, you know, cause after the, you know, kind of things cooled off and he said, maybe sure. we could get into an office. He's like, well, I thought of getting into an office, but the biggest problem is I started hiring and everybody's working from home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got one guy in Las Vegas. I got one guy in Texas. One guy in Florida. One guy in Connecticut. Where, like, how do I get everybody in one office? Uh, so I think that this kind of the lean startup that used to be the bread and butter of WeWork, and when I, you know, I've I've been to two or three locations that work had in Austin. I don't want to work in it. I've never. I was. I never saw the appeal of sitting at this long, like Game of Thrones table where I'm shoulder-to-shoulder with strangers who are like, I'm working on this life. (laughs) I'm going to change the world with my app, and my app tells you when to take a poop.
1: Well, those guys are at coffee Um, shops. But look, uh, here's the deal. I, I think it boils down to we have been fed our entire lives this dream, this American dream of you in a big office, right? Big corner right. office with a nameplate on the door or whatever. We all want to have, own our own home and we all want the white picket fence and whatever. And I think that's where it comes from. I think people g- feel, feel, especially Generation Xers and a part of Millennials feel, if you don't have an office, you're not successful. And that takes redefining success, right? Because that that prestige, right? Think about all the 80s TV shows and all the 80s movies and early 90s movies or whatever. If you were successful, you wore a suit all the time. You went to your office or you had your own building. You had your own whatever name right. on the side. It's the whole thing, right? And I think people still feel like if I'm working from my home in my pajamas, yeah, am I successful? And it's and more this- about perception than reality.
0: And here's the other thing about perception versus reality. People have to start contending with the reality that money's fake, but that's a different conversation.
1: Well, no, success. Look, you can you can be a stay-at-home mom or dad, work from home in your pajamas, and still make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year,
0: and that to me is more successful than someone who makes one hundred and twenty grand, gets in their car, drives in twenty-five miles for an hour. You know? Yes, and then you know I have people in my family, and they said. I would spend 3 hours a day to go to get ready to go to the office, yep. drive to the office, drive back. That's 3 hours of my life I'll never get back. That's every single that's 5 days a week. Yep. And that's too much time. I'm not that's 15 hours a week I'm losing. Why and when I can just wake up in the morning, put together a modest breakfast, sit in front of my laptop, do the job, take a lunch break on my couch, watch television, yeah. Um, or do whatever. Or Watch an episode
1: I'm, of Netflix, go back to work, right? and, and Whatever and do it is whatever. you
0: want to do. And I know people who are saying, um, not only am I never going back to my office, if they tell me, if my company says, you have to come back into the office, I'm out. Absolutely. I'm not. So part of what we're seeing with great resignation, the other things is, office space is not going to have the same value that it used to. Right. And in a lot of ways... I mean, how is Sam Zell doing? Has anyone heard from Sam Zell recently? He's America's largest office space owner. In 2019, when this scandal was going on, he went on Fox Business or CNBC and was saying, you know, I love this business. People are always going to have. And he said this, it was like one of those things where you say, I'm never going to get struck by lightning
1: as you're getting (laughs) struck by lightning. Well, nobody could see what 2020 brought right yeah. at the time you can only make you can only make assumptions based on what you know right nobody has a crystal ball The whole everything can change tomorrow. And obviously 2020 brought out a bunch of change. Now, how that works out, I think office space still has its place, I think, uh, but but in a very different form. I don't think you have, oh, I'm going to come rent your two floors because I've got 200 employees, right? And I don't think that has any value, but there's definitely value in space.
0: Here's what I think is going to happen. I think a lot of large companies will have an office That is designed to house 30% of their workforce, no more than 30% of their workforce, and they will have a quarterly or, you know, they have, there's flex desks. It's going to be like WeWork. And one of WeWork's WeWork's verticals was designing spaces for other companies. And I do believe that that might have a potential future because- uh, In the design. Yes. Big corporate America doesn't Understand how to design a flex space, and they can still make money designing those spaces for people. Um, and you know that that might have some value because these. Big, I mean, I don't think you know Adobe. I don't think that um, Oracle. They're all going to get rid of their office. But I think what's going to happen is uh, if you live in if you live where the company is headquartered, you come in every three weeks, every two weeks, and you have a certain round of meetings, and that's that. You go home.
1: Well, um, I hope they you, don't even do that. I hope they... There's a couple of projects here in Austin with all of these buildings being built and cranes everywhere and, you know what I mean? That yeah, old joke. Flipping apples they've already was gnarly. Well, they've already, in some of these building spaces converted because now these are buildings being built so it's a little easier than a building that's already existing but they've right. already converted some of these that was supposed to be commercial space into residential slash commercial where floor one two and three are being built as condos building three and four or level three and four are going to be office space in some sort by, uh, by company and then building seven, eight, and nine are going to be residential condos and then building so they're 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 branding these and then obviously key cards you only have access to certain floors if you only right, right, so right. there's security involved but you can design that in some of these places where maybe you have what was originally this big office building you turn floor 1 and 2 into condos or 2 and 3 and then well, 8 and 9 and whatever
0: so to me there's a lot I mean even the apple building that they're building off of Palmer um in Austin North Austin is there's a hotel now, right? Right. So, and I, and it probably just for zoning and legality is easier to call it a hotel and just have a separate building that's a hotel. Right. And even though Apple probably owns the hotel and, you know, it's a good for them. And they it's learned a it from the NFL.
1: NFL, yeah. every time they build a new stadium now, is building the stadium out in the middle where there's no one because right. they want to own everything around the stadium. They want to own the restaurants around the stadium. They want to own mm-hmm. the hotels around the stadiums. They want to own the entire process of you going to see an NFL game. Why shouldn't right. Apple, Google, all these others that are building and out these not, complexes.
0: It's not just that. It's... We're gonna have staff coming in from other states, other cities, other parts of the world to this location. Um, we can now house them. And then because once you solve that problem, it's as simple as the logistics is as simple as getting somebody to get on a plane once a quarter to discuss a certain thing. They take a round of meetings for a week at the at the headqu- at the Austin building, and then they go back to wherever the heck they came from. And they're doing their job in Connecticut or whatever. You can expand that all the
1: way out when you, if you're building a campus, why don't you build a couple of uh, condo buildings on it and That's and what I'm house saying. certain house certain employees right all the time. That's Exactly right. What this I'm is saying a perk is, of coming moving your your family here. They stay in the condo for the first year, right, until you get right, your feet. Whatever, whatever it is, and again, that all on property they already own, so the cost right. of that becomes next to nothing
0: right and so i think that we're gonna see corporate dormitories and these kinds of things um and that's where we work is going to be at a disadvantage because they didn't own the buildings if they had owned the buildings once you own the building there's a little bit of flexibility to i think anyway
1: um i'd be surprised if this if we work's not zero in the next decade I, oh, I, I yeah. don't see it. I don't see and, it lasting the next five years, much less the next decade. No, and
0: I think JLL or HFF. I think those companies actually merge, or somebody comes up and buys them because they have these leases, and then somebody is going to turn around and try to own the buildings that these leases are in. I think that's what. What if I Or was them, Piece
1: it apart like the old school '80s and sell it back to the yes. people that actually do own those buildings. Say, hey, true You have people that are already here. Give us X. We'll sell you the lease, right? And just go back to the way it's always been, which is directly to, you know what I mean, the owner. Why not, right? That's what I would do. If I was coming in and this company in the next couple of years just fails, I would come in, buy up all their leases for next to nothing, and then sell them back to the owners of the property. Be a middleman. You'd walk away with millions and millions, if not billions, and, and, you know, everybody would be happy.
0: All right, well I'm going to go get a double-breasted suit and, you know, a really <laughs> wide silk tie. And we'll we'll do that and I'll and I'll drive a Lotus Esprit. All right. Uh, I want to tell you uh, about our next story, but first, bigmangear.com is the sponsor for this story. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go to bigmangear.com and you can order stuff from Amazon Prime designed and created by this guy. That's right. America's sweetheart, America's teddy bear um soon when texas is a country i'll have to say texas is teddy bear but anyhow that's right um listen it's a fun graphic t-shirt brand uh printed and delivered to you by our good friend jeff bezos at amazon so you can go to bigmangear.com hey jeff we'll see you at the next poker game i'm gonna get you this time
1: i'm sure he stamps every one of them himself but yeah go ahead
0: personally yes yeah uh this next story um throw me off of a bridge please i don't want to live on this planet anymore phase clan is going public via SPAC at a billion dollar value and will be on the nasdaq
1: okay Ah! all right back up first off tell people what phase clan is no you tell them you're the you're the explainer (laughs) in this market explainer i don't even know how to so a couple of things danny just said straight out of the article they say they hope that it's a billion dollar value. so everybody in the actual real world is lapping their faces off at this billion dollar valuation okay so there's nothing to substantiate that we're talking about a a s-pack that's supposed to happen in 2022 so we're we're a little early right on this story phase plan is a a uh, gamer team, a gamer group, right? So right. over the last several years with the popularity of esports, what we call esports and gaming teams, the popularity of ninja, for example, and gaming, Fortnite and stuff like that.
0: Like listen, esports is so dumb, it's just gaming. Why can't we just call it gaming? because Well, what it is.
1: because all right, so gaming is non professional esports is oh. what they call professional to give themselves and let me tell you something esports from a money generating and money investing is no joke right the no top, that i agree with the top 10 the average value of the top 10 teams in 2020 yeah average right. 240 million dollars in value that ain't bad okay so so when you're talking about can you make money playing video games Yes, you can. You know what I'm oh, saying? yeah, no,
0: I'm, I'm totally on board with if I had kids and they're like, I want to be a professional video gamer. I'm like, yeah, go do it. Why would you be some chump trying to work at a job in a WeWork when you could go?
1: You know, being FaZe. Here's here's the problem. And FaZe Clan is not the only one trying to do this. There's one called uh, 100 Thieves that has a private right. company. Um, yeah. but, but there's several of these. All of these gamer teams have figured out, okay, we have this short-term investment coming in basically by advertisers, right? Eyeballs is what creates their revenue, right? I've G got G fuel and so on. Just like NASCAR used to be, I have a, a advertiser that's willing to give me X dollars because they know I have 130 million people watching me play this game, whatever, right? That's right. how they've generated this, these, these, uh, the uh, the money so far. But they understand, from a business standpoint, is that can't last forever especially as far as games change and people change and whatever. So they start diversifying into real businesses. Now, what does that look like? Merchandise, right? Gaming, creating your own game, right? Right. Or whatever. But to do that, obviously, you're a game player. You're not a game designer, necessarily. You're not a brand maker, necessarily.
0: you, You need capital, and you need a team, and you need to build out all this garbage. You need
1: capital essentially for acquisitions. The right. idea for all of these gamer teams and a hundred these kind of started this was I'm going to create enough capital. Whether it's through saving these advertisers' money or through an S pack or getting other people involved, is then I'm going to take that money and acquire a bunch of small companies. I'm going to acquire a marketing company. I'm going to and right. rebrand it. I'm going to acquire a merch company and rebrand it. I'm going to acquire a gaming software type of company and rebrand it or whatever.
0: Or, or hey, listen, maybe you you go to a, a, a an app, a gamer app producer and they make a simple game
1: that kids can play on their phone, but it's the FaZe Clan, whatever. Exactly. So, But you can't do that without capital up front to right. get inside these doors, right? Yeah, you're totally. you're an eSports gamer, right? You're the team captain of FaZe Clan. Who gives a crap in the real world of business? You have right. 130 million followers on Twitch. Again, you're talking to Joe Bob over here that built a steel company for the last 40 years, right? right. Why does he give a crap about your 130 million followers? It it's a disconnect. And that's what they're finding through trying to raise money uh, right. in the traditional way is your traditional angel investor. Doesn't understand. Who's giving them a hundred million dollars for right. an e you know what I mean? To invest in your esports so, team.
0: E- here's what is crazy. You know, you know, I grew up where the NBA, NFL, MLB, these are all established NHL. They're all established mm-hmm. entities, but they, they were, you know, I, you know, I'm a nineties kid. I, they were kind of, just now established, right? They were like, you know, it was like Michael Jordan's Nike deal was like, he only got a small, his deal is relatively small considered modern shoe deals. Right. But the, the reality is um, this is a new thing. but It's not that new. Interesting fact, a lot of owners of NBA teams, because uh, I have a friend who's on a professional gaming team. And he said, well, we're actually owned by the same company that owns um, you know, the, the 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 NBA team in the town okay and I was blown away and it turns out that's not a one-time thing because owners of teams are realizing hey I already know what it's like to run a team right right I already understand the basics of running a team I already have that infrastructure in place now if I can replicate all of the same things but in the, in the digital metaverse without having to, Worry about stadiums, zoning, you know, league lockouts because of um, strikes, all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't I be the first? And it's so much cheaper.
1: Yeah, coaching is into. coaching, right? Like coaching yeah. is coaching, right? Coach is coach. There's been several people try to make that kind of switch leap, leap, yeah. leap right? Again, esports. Um, several times here in Austin, they've they've kind of. Felt out a a way to open up an actual esports arena, you know, like a big one. Right. The esports, as far as a brand, kind of like the NFL is a brand. Esports has a local Austin location, um, right. but it's it's not a big location. It's a very tiny location, you know, whatever. Yes, it's got esports on the name, but it's not the it's not a it's not yeah. what you would find in Vegas like Vegas has a right. stadium that is an esports and arena you know and that kind really? of stuff absolutely it was the first big one in America right that rivaled some of these Asian countries that have these big sports arenas and it was built specifically for it right and it made it very thing. Now has it made a lot of money? Has it booked a lot of events? Not as much because again US market has not shown over and over. These are something where you're talking worldwide. There are countries in Europe that are big into esports and spend right. a lot of money on these kinds of things. Asia, as an entirety, is big into esports, right? And that kind of South stuff. South Korea, in particular. Right. So if you are an American, Esports player of some sort, right? Whether it be Fortnite, whether it be Call of Duty, whatever, we're just right. like some baseball players, some players that don't quite make it to the NBA can go make a very good living in the European basketball Leagues. league, right? Yeah. You can make a very good living playing uh, Canadian football. Now you're not going to make in- NFL money, but you can make a living playing Canadian football, right?
0: You can make 150 grand a year popping your head against somebody else in
1: Canadian football, and that's better than going to sell cars
0: because you can't play football anymore. Right, or bagging
1: groceries for next So, my point though is, is you can make money around the world, obviously and not necessarily, we have a tendency as Americans to be very with blinders on. How can I do it right here in front of me? And if your right. talents are what's valuable in other places it's kind of what you gotta do, right? So when we right. sit here and go, well, Phase clan a billion dollars, which billion dollars is stupid but it being worth a quarter of that 250 million dollars, I could 100% believe that. 300 million dollars? Maybe.
0: At the end of the day, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, it's all about eyeballs. And if they right. have the eyeballs, well, I don't care what they're doing. So long as they have the eyeballs, I think that um this is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Well, that's always the key to anything is does that translate into revenue streams like again i keep comparing it to nfl because it's a sport like we know that when the pittsburgh steelers comes out with a new jersey it just looks a little different they know that they're going to sell millions of them to those diehard pittsburgh steelers fans or whatever if phase clan comes out with its new merch its new jacket its new weather how many of those are actually going to sell because your people that are watching for free Yeah. How many of those are going to go out and buy FaZe Clan t-shirts and jackets and shoes and whatever else? How Mm. many of them will download FaZe Clan's apps? How many of them will do this or that? Until you show that, you don't have a long-term business model.
0: And here's the other thing. I think there's going to be a very, very soon there will be a crossover between one of the big shoe companies and a gamer. They'll come out with their own sneaker. And because there is a crossover between guys who like to Play video games and collect sneakers. I think that's, you know.
1: And that could definitely be a test market because shoe manufacturers specifically have so much money just coming out of their ears. The markup on shoes between how much they're cost to be made and how much they sell them for is just so much money. So the shoe industry could afford to go, hey, we're going to sign Ninja to this, you know, and we're going to create a Fortnite you know shoe or whatever a ninja fortnite yes. shoe and test that market to see if it's viable from a, right. a, a you know a merchandising standpoint and it Religion. either it, it either is or it won't be right and companies like this if they do go SPAC we'll see its viability right so what a time to be alive big man yeah. I not I like even... testing I like testing things. I like taking some chances when um you know when chances are worth it. This could be one of those things where as they say in gambling, you sprinkle a little over here, you sprinkle. you know what I mean? That means I'm not going all in. I'm not I'm not right but right, you right. might sprinkle a little. You might sprinkle a little on this one. Right.
0: Um I just think it's uh, you know, and this is you were saying like in America we, we kind of live with these blinders on. I think this is an important nexus for people in this country to start realizing: is we're not the stalwart um, center of innovation that many people view us as anymore. No. right? Because no. because you know all these other countries, you know, because they didn't have the legacies of certain like infrastructure, like they can just well, certain, like listen in 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 India, India, where my grandmother lives, they don't. You can't use the landline phone to call anywhere because you can't under you can't hear anything it sounds like you're at the bottom of a well (laughs) but everybody has a cell phone and you can just video chat my 80 something year old grandmother Mm -hmm. and um
1: they just technology surpassed the creation of the other one in that country
0: well it was easier to deploy Mm -hmm. because they didn't have lines in the ground so it wasn't there wasn't a like you know Ma Bell wasn't worried about there's going to be a cell phone competitor. So I need to own cell phones and lock people into contracts so I can protect future revenue for my shareholders. There was just like, no, everyone can just have a phone because we dropped satellites above the country or whatever. right? And it just skipped right over. So in a lot of ways, they have advantages because there wasn't as much regulation because there wasn't an established telco. Also, the stuff. So, you know, those countries had soccer. Most of the countries we're talking about had one or two major sports. So esports had the opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's all digital or mostly digital, it's digital first. It had an appeal to an audience who weren't already consumed by other sports. So. Th- those infrastructures didn't exist and they weren't competing right so in a lot of ways americans don't think about this is like we've been around for so long that we we've been we've been ahead of the curve for so long we're now you know behind the curve
1: we're, well, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with Danny on that just so that uh you know nobody turns us off because Danny says he hates America. But, I didn't say that. Um I am saying that we can learn a lot that's and there's a I, lot of money to be that's made what I'm saying. in a lot of places and that money coming on home to here in America. because specifically Texas, You yes. know what I mean? And because uh, I'm a know.
0: Texan and I don't really whatever, the rest of the country's whatever, but Texas <laughs> is home Listen. It's it it's you know, um, what I'm what the roundabout of what I was trying to say is not I hate America the the exact no, opposite not.
1: I was being facetious but yes I know
0: I know but I just want to say the, the, the roundabout of what is, I, was, I was trying to get it is if we want to maintain competitive if your kid says I want to be a full time Fortnite player or whatever game that you've never heard of don't tell him that he needs to go get a job as a steel worker or he should go get a bachelor's degree in accounting. Because he or she may be the next ninja. That's what I'm trying to get at. And yeah. there's this unfortunate, and we'll get into this in the next story. There's this unfortunate like idea that I think is incorrect, which is, well, only a small percentage of people make it. Well, there's two reasons. First of all, well, you can go be that percentage. You can be that small percentage. You can be in that small percentage. And the other problem is, well... The the court, the the half of people that could succeed in it and make that small percentage a bigger percentage are discouraged by people who are and listen, you're just doing it because you love your family and you want them to be whatever and you don't want to see their dreams get crushed. But the reality is we're not the United States will compete better when Americans start acting like the Americans of the forties, fifties, and sixties, when they have unlimited, unbridled optimism and hope for the future. And the more you act like that, the more hope
1: there is, There's more reason there is to hope. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, that optimism is 100% true because I I actually despise that saying that, you know, well, only a small percentage are going to make it. Well, who, who makes up that percentage? Right. You don't know. There is no five-year-old that you can say you're never going to be a major league baseball player. You have no idea how that kid's going to grow up. You have no right. idea what body shape they're going to grow up, what their mind is going to be like. You have no idea. When, they, when a coach looks... Because here's what I always think on the opposite side of that. Is that coach, that parent, that uncle, that random stranger that is telling you that, doesn't know anything. Consider the they source don't. people... When you're talking right. about, and it kind of leads into our next story, but consider right. the source because you don't know, you just don't know until you try, until you give and, it a shot, and, and where you're going to get. And let me just say this
0: much to closing this out: if you aim for being a professional Fortnite player or whatever, and your kid doesn't succeed at that, the amount of what it took to get to the to to become good at it, the amount of effort if focus and all this other stuff and effort, if they just focus that into something else, it applies they to everything. Will, it applies to everything. So they will succeed somewhere. And I'm always reminded of the story of Deepak Chopra's son. Uh, Deepak Chopra is a whacknut, but whatever. Um, and his kid only ever cared about um, comic books. And the mom, you know, both of the mom, Deepak Chopra and his wife are doctors. And he was a poor student and all he ever cared about was comic books. And Deepak Chopra is this new age, whatever guy. And he says to his wife, don't worry. One day he'll just be a comic book guy or something. And I can do that accent because it's not offensive because I'm idiot, but sure. The son at some point in time sold his, uh, comic book company called liquid comics to virgin, which is, um, Richard Branson, for mm-hmm. I Think of some total of $4 billion in cash. <clears throat> I know people who work and make six figures a year and retire on $4 million. And this kid, before he was 30, had a $4 million exit because all he ever cared about was comics. And he had a traditional Indian name, Gotham, and changed it to Gotham. (laughs) Good change. I like it. Good change, very much pronounceable, gives me concern about him as a person. But the point is, the 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 mom had a very like what is this kid going to do with his life if he doesn't care and these are Indian people they love going to school they don't understand that's what I'm saying but the dad understood ah he'll do something right and the kid turned out I've never read or heard of any comic that this company has ever put out in my entire life but and you I've don't have most, to and I don't have to have heard of it and no one's have to have heard of it to know I know people who work hard to retire. On some people, less than $4 million. The uh,
1: fact, that Less they than hit- a million. let Let's. Have you read the articles of how the average 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old have in the bank? It's right. nothing.
0: So if all he ever did in his lifetime was worked, made that much money, and then went and worked at Starbucks for the rest of his life, he had that one thing. He sold one business, and all he ever did after that was worked at Starbucks and lived in an apartment. He will have done better than his peers who went to college and got Mm -hmm. master's degrees and bought homes and did everything that they were supposed to do. Um, And he will have done more simply because his father said, eh, he'll figure something out. (laughs) And he ended up becoming a multimillionaire by selling. And listen, his business could have been a failure until it exited. That's not the point. The point is, it only takes one company to buy it for four million dollars one time for him to be a multimillionaire. That is, <clears throat> it's a story that is so interesting and important because it's not a ton of money in the context when we're on this I'm a market explainer talking about two or three hundred billion dollars going into WeWork. We're talking about a, a billion-dollar value on a gaming company.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, on a w- on a gaming team, no less. Gaming team that plays right? a game that plays uh, games. Esports that teams are five ten years old, right?
0: Correct. So what I'm getting at is the the world you cannot conceptualize. If you told somebody 20 years ago that in in 20 years we're going to go live in the internet because of Mark Zuckerberg, they're going to say, "Who's Mark Zuckerberg?"
1: <laughs> exactly. And then you're going to have to
0: explain to that person. <laughs> Well, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be the guy who dictates everything about your life in the future along with this guy named Jeff Bezos. And they go, the guy who sells books? Yeah. He's going to do a bunch of roids and he's going to take over your life.
1: If your child um, is under 18, 20 years old, you have no idea what the job is going to have that's going to take up the majority of their life because it know. may not even exist yet.
0: That's what, and that's what I'm trying to tell people. is like. That's what I'm trying to get at is you don't know what's going to exist in the future. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you should just let your kids sit around. You should make them go play baseball, do whatever. Learn skills, uh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, but-,
0: um, but you shouldn't be, we have an industrial age idea in this country that my grandfather was a coal miner, I'm a coal miner, my son will be a coal miner. That's stupid.
1: Okay, right. there's nothing wrong with being a coal miner, if there's that's what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with being a coal miner. Danny, we need ju- coal Danny is just saying that. He's just saying no. it in a dumb way. I'm just okay. saying, but yes, the, yeah, you are right in the fact that we have, especially your baby boomers, right? right? And a certain, the upper echelon of Generation Xers believe that just because I walk this path, you also have to walk this path to get the things that I've gotten, right? Okay. And so that's just not me-
0: necessarily true. So for the boomers and the Gen Xers who think like that, think about five years ago. You could walk into a Barnes and Noble, and there's going to be hundred and fifty to two hundred books on how to become a successful millionaire in America. And of the hundred and fifty uh, books, there's going to be a hundred categories. All of them are all of them are accurate. Someone either Probably. made a million dollars and wrote a book about it. Or someone wrote a book about how to make a million dollars, made a million dollars from it, and so we don't have there. There's the market is so big and it's only expanding, so don't get stuck in that rut of thinking. But hey, we we gotta move on to this next story <laughs> before I do that
1: soapbox and just wouldn't get off of it. Well, what can you do?
0: I already it, listen once I climb that height to get on my soapbox. What am I just going to crawl off of it? That's quick, no, that quick? no, you
1: might fall off, hurt yourself.
0: Before, before we jump into it, I want to tell you about a sponsor, my company, Powerhouse Drones. Now, if you want to buy a drone as a hobby or you're thinking of starting a drone business and you want to learn, you can go to powerhousedrones.com, learn about the different drone options, what those drones do. And which ones to buy, and they will forward you off to Amazon and you can pick out your drone today. That's powerhouse
1: drones.com. I don't know if you're gonna like my take on this last story. Okay. So this last story
0: of a 2.7 million startups
1: yep. found the company ideal age.
0: Yep. Of uh yep, found that the ideal age to start a business is much older than you think if it's between your 40s and 50s. So too bad you're 64, you know?
1: (laughs) Too bad I'm 557. Um, I think this is a really cool story that nobody that Danny wants to care about is going to care about. Because here's the deal. Hold on. Here's the reality of this story. I will break this down very simply for folks. The fact is, is when you're young, you don't know shit. Right. Okay. That's this entire two point seven million people, right? Company founders that at least had one employee so that they got past the I'm the only one working, right? So they had some form of success. If you've hired an employee, you've probably had some form of success, right? As a company, right? Now right. Uh, so, 2.7 million companies, that's probably a wide range, I w- if I got into the numbers, right, to which nobody cares about. Probably a wide range no. from people with one employee to probably 100 employees, Ten. right, or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and done by MIT, which took uh, a couple of years, I think, to do, right? Uh, actually, it took seven years to do. So, over a course of seven years. What is MIT. You know what, who I MIT know. is. Everybody knows who MIT is. So MIT, book nerds, you know, big head, big brains, right? right. Big brains spent brain. seven years interviewing all these people to to figure out that when you're young, you don't have the experience to do certain things. It doesn't mean right. you can't. It, just we're just talking about the law of averages here, right? Right. And, but the problem is, is when you're young, and we all suffered this when we're young when you're 18 when you're 15 to 25 right? right when you're 15 to 30 when you're young you you rage against the machine as we used to say in the 80s you rage right. against this complex that is constantly telling you you're too young to know what you're talking about you're too right. young to know well guess what statistically speaking these old folks were right they're st- always yeah. right they're still right now that doesn't change the fact that, like we said in the previous story, that you can't be the exception. You can be the 18-year-old right. that develops an app in a new way that becomes a millionaire. You can be a 25-year-old right. that starts a company that 15 years down the line becomes the next Amazon. Right? You can right. We're just talking about, statistically speaking, when you're young, you do not have the experience, which is why this article led to when people that start businesses in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, hell, even in your 60s, right. are much more likely to succeed, statistically speaking, than right. someone that starts one before they're 30. Listen, uh, you know,
0: there's always that. If you're on Inspiration Instagram... Uh, which is a
1: you know kind of a league of its own. Um, <laughs> I can only take <clears throat> so much of that. There's only so yeah. much positivity I can take, and Listen, then I, it's just I am, I'm done. I
0: am a person full of hope and optimism. There's so, only so much positivity I can stand before I'm like, all right, uh, you know, the world is doomed. But <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but um, you'll you'll see this meme runs around that, and this is something that is true that you know, Colonel Sanders never fried a piece of chicken until he was 65 or 67. Right. And the reality and, is that's so and true. Failed and failed once. He,
1: his original yeah, he, chicken restaurant failed.
0: And he has... And that guy was a... had a litany of failures before his 60s. Mm-hmm. And his... Um, you know, One of his most brilliant partners in that business was this guy named Dave Thomas who later left to start Wendy's. Wendy's.
1: But... <clears throat> What, and followed, I think his, the, last followed segment, his experience from that to create correct. Wendy's.
0: So what, what I'm g- garnering or what I'm gleaning from this article and sort of, what, sort of what we were saying, I was saying in the last segment, was that it really is never a wrong time to try to start a business. If you're a young kid, and here's the reality, if you're younger, it's less likely your business is going to succeed. Um, it's 2.2 times more likely when you're 30s, 40s, and 50s that your business succeeds. But to say that, but the reality is, why not try? So if you're old and you're seeing, like when we're talking about this stuff, 20-year-olds going out and 25-year-olds creating $100 million businesses, and that might discourage you, don't be discouraged by this, right? The yeah. best time to start a business is in your 40s and 50s. And your highest earning potential, highest earning year, is if you're a salary man, you know, is in your 40s and 50s. That's when you're going to earn the most money. So it, you might. Well, at that, that was point,
1: classically speaking. I don't know yeah. if that's the case going forward. And that's, I don't know that's, that's the part I really out of this story that I think is the biggest who, thing. I think the future is the future of what we kind of have termed in the the late 2020 is the future of the side hustle. I think the right. multiple job market, the job you do for this company you work for 40 hours a week, right. and the job that you do on the side to add extra money or that hopefully maybe one day takes over this other job, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're just one of those people that for the next 10 years, you use your 40 hour week job to do this and you invest all the ones you make in the side hustle until you can retire early, whatever it may be. But That is that people think it's one or the other, and again, it's because of conditioning. We've been told by these older generations that you either have to work or you have to start your own company, and it's just not that it's not that cut and dry, it
0: it, it ain't that way,
1: you know. You do not have to be all-in. Stop listening to these stupid life coaches. These stupid, stupid, dumb life coaches that don't make any money, but they've got life coach next to their name that somewhere along the line, they all lied to each other. They got in this big life coach meeting, and they told everybody, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out on the internet, and we're going to tell everybody that if they don't give it their all, if they don't 100% buy in, if they don't jump in the deep end, that they're not going to make it. They lied to you. They've lied to you for decades now the fact is is you can see if something works before you go all in so i i just think that what this article is proving to me
0: is that there is never a bad time to start a business there's never a bad time and you know i'll I'll go back to something my dad always said was like one of my cousins was telling him that you know he's like well i don't know if i can afford another kid but i want it and my dad kind of grabbed him and said my greatest regret is that i didn't have more kids there's never a good time to have a kid. Never. It messes up whatever whatever your routine is. Having another kid is going to ruin it. But yep. the reward, and this is my father, he, you know, the reward is always so much more worth it. There is never the right time to start a business. There's never a right time to do anything. There's just your life. And <clears throat> some at some point in time, the thing just stops ticking and you just end up at the ground. And so <laughs> why not, if you're 50, 60, this is very Gary V of people to say but right why not start it like what well, do you gary got to v knows these numbers it's why i've yeah. been saying
1: it for the last couple of years especially right gary v knows these numbers but they, but look my mother used to have a very similar saying and that if any ever if everybody waited until they could financially be ready to have kids no one would ever have kids right Right. Your normal everyday person that was her way of saying it but look i also had a mentor of mine that told me he said uh uh he said you know it's always good to start a good business and it's never good to start a bad business but how do you know which is which right and the fact is is you don't you don't until you go down the path you don't know whether it was a good business idea or a bad business idea until you put it out there now you might be able to weed some of the really bad ones out by a little bit of research first okay correct but and a little bit of test marketing first again like we were just talking about esports if nobody ever went out there and started recording themselves playing video games and figured out that somebody was willing to watch it we don't have this entire industry right and right and guess what people have been telling them for decades this is stupid this is stupid you're never going to go anywhere playing pac-man you know how many people will watch someone play old school pac-man in today's world right it's insane and and here's the other
0: angle to this going off what you said i ran into a guy who said he makes he made more than he ever did at his job i think he said it was 85 grand a year i don't remember what it was the exact number but he plays old school video games on Facebook as as Facebook gaming as a partner. right? And when I heard that, I thought, well, gee, it's like I play N64 games and Sega games. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. old school games because those are what I played as a kid. And I was like, right. that makes me old. But I realized, I was like, so this guy's just sitting in a cafe in the middle of the day. And he said, yeah, I, I play six hours a day. So he's like, you know, I play three in the morning, three in the afternoon. And I, I it, it struck me as like, it's not a lot of money. Eighty five thousand dollars a year is not a lot of money. That's
1: more than but the average American makes working
0: and here's their butts. Here is the other thing: they have. There is a study that says something along the lines of your life's your 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 happiness does not increase over seventy thousand dollars a year. Okay. Your life, your lifestyle, might get nicer, might get more convenient, might have nicer stuff. But your happiness is incrementally increased after seventy thousand dollars a year. So here's somebody who's maximized effectively, maximized his income happiness, mm-hmm. and he's playing video games. So he's very Six happy hours with the a work.
1: Day. He's, Thirty hours a week. It's, it's
0: not even eight hours. He's not even putting in a full work week, and he's making that much money
1: playing video. Uh, uh, this goes so, back to you just got to start something. Danny and I so, had this conversation three years ago. Right, you just got to start something,
0: and it took two years, and then we started this. Right, and yeah, so I, I just thought this article is very interesting because the impression we get from the market is everybody is making billion-dollar deals, right, and they're and they're all twenty-two years old, and mm-hmm. the reality is the stark reality is fifty percent of americans work for small business mm-hmm. small businesses that are mom and pop shops two, five up to a hundred employees mm-hmm. um and that's 50 percent of america that's right. wild
1: well but that look this all goes back to the the we only see again we walk through life with blinders on we only see, you know what I mean? The, the Paul brothers right in their success, right. we only see the Casey nice We only see the, you know, the Joe Rogan's because they're right. in our face. We listen to them. We whatever you know what I mean. So that's what we see, and you don't understand that that kind of success at that age is so rare, right? What this article right. again? It's talking about statistics, and and this is not a, a bash on young folks. It's not. No. What it is is, it, is it's just telling you that when you can combine innovation with experience, your right. you, you have your chances of success go skyrocket go through right so if you're yes. a 20 i would tell you this and this is true year over year if you really look at who sits on these boards for these companies and right. stuff like that you get these young innovators with a whole bunch of these old school folks that have been around a bunch right. of different businesses that have helped a bunch of different businesses the 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 two major real estate companies that i've been a part of that have now gone public Right. Both of them followed the exact same path of it had an innovator, a creator of the company that right. then did not make it to the big board, did not make it public, did not do any of these things until they went out and found the people that helped other companies go public because their names gave credence to their ideas. Those credence to ideas brought on more people that had helped companies go public, right? And so on and so forth. It's just experience. Yeah, and, you know,
0: the Google boys came up with Google, and then the company was ran by Eric Schmidt in like an '80s, I think it was like an '80s corporate raider. I don't remember who or what Eric Schmidt was, um, and he ran it for a very long time. He brought it to super, you know, levels before he turned the company over back to the boys, and then they turned it over to Sundar Pichai.
1: And but he may reality, not have even even understood what their product was because it that's wasn't the about thing. that. I don't think he had a clue what the heck they were doing, right? Because he stayed in his lane, right? Yes. He his understood lane the was side. to do with what his experience. And this goes back to kind right. of the Robert Kiyosaki thing. If you're a business right. manager and you're good at doing this, should you be doing your taxes? You're not a CPA. Why no. are you trying to be a CPA if you're not good at being a CPA, right? I really believe in that. You cannot be everything. It's not the way right. your business will grow. It's incorrect. Exactly. You will you you will not be able to sustain yourself. You have to surround yourself with people that are good at what they're being good at and let them do their jobs. I think we're taking up enough of people's time today, Danny. Right. Correct. Okay. So what is, do you have? One of your dumb sayings that uh, you want to end the show with? I don't have any dumb sayings. I love your dumb sayings.
0: It is not a dumb saying. I just want to let everybody know. Despite what other people say, it is perfectly professional to take meetings at the Costco Cafe.
1: No, it's It's not. Do not listen to Danny. If you have Costco in your backdrop, no. Don't talk to me. Okay.
0: I I take business meetings at Costco Cafe. That's
1: all I'm saying. Of course you do. All right, folks. We'll see you next time.